Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown Podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning in and supporting us each and every week. May you continue to remember, don't waste no time with negativity. Now, this show is sponsored and brought to you by Shop Downtown, which you are able to support our merch and visit the website at www.downtownworld.com. That's www.dw. Now let's get into the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown Podcast. Don't waste no time with negativity. And today we have serial entrepreneur, boss, and a king in his own lane, Ivan. And I'm really bad with last names, so hence why. (laughs) Ivan Thomas. All right, so, and not everyone's comfortable with it, but we have Ivan Thomas here with us today, and I'm really excited for this conversation. He's based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and he's out there working, working, motivating everyone, whether it's about your credit, yourself, just life in general, and the things that I really feel we do need to keep discussing and pushing those conversations forward. So hi, Ivan. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well, and how are you? I'm doing excellent, can't complain. And at the top of everyone's mind, I love to ask just because, not love to ask, but it's something I definitely want to know what everyone's thinking. Like, where were you when this whole pandemic hit? Were you believing, were you a believer of it at first? Or were you just like, ah, we're fine. Everything's fine. Like, what are your thoughts on it? Mm -hmm. So much has happened recently. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, so where was I? Probably just working. You know, I have a PR company, uh, Intrigue Media Group. So I work with a lot of clients and I was probably uh, just working. And I do recall a lot of the dialogue around the pandemic and lots of people not taking it seriously, but I took it seriously from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whenever they're talking about something that's viral or that's, you know, can be transmitted through the air and you breathe it in, you know, that's something that I take very seriously. So even a lot of medical professionals were saying, ah, you know, it's, it's just like the flu or the common cold, you'll be all right. You know, I have family members who are in the medical field and yeah. even they weren't really taking it that seriously at that point. But from the very beginning, I was, you know, hey, I'm not messing around with it. I'm taking the proper precautions. And the more you start to see in the cases, and I'm like, look, this is taking place all around the world. So how could you not take it seriously? So um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's definitely unfortunate, you know, I've really seen the impact that it's had on so many families, you know, fortunately, it hasn't hit anybody in my family, but I do know friends that have been impacted by it. I do know people who have lost family members as a result of it. I know people who have been furloughed or lost their jobs as a result of the pandemic. So they're, you know, it's really just taking a toll from a health perspective to a financial and economic perspective. I'm seeing small businesses, even big businesses, you know, being impacted and having to close their doors. So um, definitely, you know, it's really just a trying period. You know, I believe that everything in life, both good and bad, is temporary. So I do think that we will get through this. I don't know if we'll ever, as a society, completely return back to normal because it's always going to be a fear, you know, um, in a lot of people's minds, but 
you know, I think that it's just something we got to continue to push through. And um, so that's my, that's my mindset on it. I love that. And it's very motivating. And I find, um, not to be so blunt, but a lot of Black people have kind of, despite the negativity that surrounded this, they've also found it to be a relief because some people were able to take that break that they never knew they needed. They tapped into different talents or they like a talent maybe that they've been pushing to the back burner, not believing in themselves with being fired from their jobs or, you know, whatever the case is, it was that extra oomph to motivate them to say, you know what, now it's time for me to, I, it shifted a lot of people's thinking. Oh yeah, absolutely. Including mine. Yeah. yeah, including mine. So I started a new company, um, actually two, but one still, you know, we're building it up. But so really I started two companies over COVID-19 and also I finished my book, Defy Gravity, Unleashing Your Greatness Within, which was something that I've been working on for a year prior. But, you know, you get so caught up in work and everything that you have going on. And, uh, you know, I have a family, I have kids. So, you know, it's just uh, there was so much going on that I didn't have the time to really get into it and finish it the way that I wanted to. So I've neglected it for a couple of months. But the pandemic gave me the time to be home more, to really focus on some of the things that I was doing outside of my businesses and to finish my book. And actually, I was able to um, include COVID-19 in my book and really share some valuable lessons about how people can cope with that and get through that. Some of the things that we should have learned during this period. Uh, None of that would have been possible had it not been for the pandemic. And of course, I'm not happy that it happened. I just, yeah, life is very interesting. Things happen for a reason. I think that message was very important in my book. So I had the opportunity to finish that over COVID-19. And I'm very proud of that. I think that's one of my biggest accomplishments. I'm getting some great feedback around that. So yeah, COVID-19, definitely, I took it as an opportunity to seize opportunities. You know, I think a lot of us sit back and you know, we have a woe is me type of attitude or we succumb to what's taking place when really this is the time to really test your mettle and figure out who you are, develop an understanding of who you are and what you're made of. And honestly, a lot of your greatest moments can come from tragedy. That's the thing. I find, you know, I reflect on life sometimes and I look at the moments I guess I would consider as bad or not my brightest moments. And I'm like, oh, like, why do I have to go through that? But then I think about the result or what the, the mental capacity it pushed me to, where I even surprised myself. Mm-hmm. And, it, and not for everyone I'm saying, but in my situation, it's helped me to elevate and to really surprise myself to say, wow, you, you can do this. You can go through this and still come out on top. So, you know, I definitely resonate with a lot of what you're saying, Ivan. And I want to make it clear. I have a lot of articles that I'm supposed to be putting out and it's like, oh, the work. So huge congratulations to getting your book out because I know a book, let alone an article, it's, it's a huge feat. So I definitely need a copy need my copy. I see it's available on Amazon, so I will be supporting and getting my copy because I I do like to read. And as a king out here just doing positivity, why would we not support that? Right? Everyone everyone speaks about, oh, Black Lives Matter and supporting, etc. But I'm sure there's a lot of people that are just hand reach around you that you're like, hey, you know, a way you could do this is by supporting, etc, etc. But 
yes, but here at downtown, we support you and we support what you're doing. And I, as I said, I resonate with everything you are saying and just digging deeper into seizing the moment. You know, mm -hmm. I was speaking to someone yesterday about the fact that it's the fourth quarter now. And what does that mean to her? Because I know what it means to me. So I kind of want to ask you because you seem like you're engaged and you're in tune with what's happening. What does the fourth quarter mean to you? Well, hey, the fourth quarter is, is game time. It's closing time. You know, I look at it as you're in the championship game and you got to close out strong. You got to bring forth your best performance. So that's the way I look at it. Everything that I've accomplished over the course of this year, you know, I had certain goals. And of course, certain things were sidetracked as a result of COVID-19. But, you know, fortunately, God blessed me to be able to stay afloat and to push through and to really tap into my gifts and some of my passions and really touch, you know, get back in touch with my purpose so that I can really push through and make some things happen. And now um, my focus is just closing out very strong. You know, and I think that should be everyone's focus. Just taking, taking a look at your goals. What were your goals for the year? Seeing how close you are to reaching them, or maybe you've already reached them, or maybe you're far off. But I think it's all about your mindset. And my mindset is, you know, you got to be like Kobe Bryant or Jordan, you know, at the end of the game, you got to close it out strong and finish off with your best performance. Yeah, I agree. And it's so important. I was saying there's a holiday, like here in Canada, we have our Thanksgiving um, this coming Monday. Okay. So every, every month for the remainder of the year, there is a holiday, right? Because... November, we don't really have one, but there's Remembrance Day and then there's your guys, Thanksgiving. So as an entrepreneur, I mean, like, we, this is a time, like, sleep is bare minimum. <laughs> you got to get in the grind and you got to, as I like to say, you got to be locked in. One of my favorite motivational speeches from Diddy, like, locked in. You know, there's some things, there's some people that you are going to have to be upset with me right now because I'm not going to make everything. I have to do that sacrifice to lock in for a better result in the end. And fellow entrepreneurs like yourself understand that. Some people will just have to be disappointed for the short term so you can have better results right, in the right. long term. Correct. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, I see you post a lot about, you know, pe fixing people's credit. And let's be honest, finances when it comes to Black people is not our strong suit. What are just even some easy everyday tips, you know, because people be like, oh, I don't have all that money to pay these creditors, whatever excuses we usually come up with, ready to say, instead of figuring out a solution to get better, right? to yeah, have financial I mean, freedom. Yeah, but, I think just about eliminating the excuses, you know, mm -hmm. first and foremost, you got to know what your credit is. You know, I don't know, I can't tell you how many people I talk to who haven't even reviewed their credit reports. No idea. They have no idea what they qualify for, what they don't qualify for. And if they don't qualify, they're applying for all of these different things and getting rejected and then getting all these hard inquiries and negative marks on their credit reports that are taking their credit scores even further down. So the first step is just being educated. You know, I think that's the first step. Know what's going on in your life. You know, I check my bank account. I check my credit scores all the time, yeah. frequently. I know I don't even get a new credit report, but once a month, but I'm always just monitoring it. Okay, how many more days until my next credit report comes out? You know, I'm always on top of it ever since I educated myself about it and saw how important it is in our lives as far as saving us money getting us better interest rates, helping us to qualify for loans or access to credit cards and credit. 
you know, different bonuses that you can apply for. I mean, you have people paying extra deposits on cable bills or cell phone plans because their credit is bad. When tip, when if you have good credit, it's just, hey, this is when your first payment is due, you make your payment. So there are so many pros to having good credit. And I think in our community, we just believe cash is king, right? You know, let me get to the bag. We're focused on the actual dollar. But the difference between lower class and middle class and the wealthy is that they know how to leverage credit. They don't need it. They have a lot of money. But why, why put all of your money out there when you can hold on to it and utilize credit and then just kind of, you know, play, play the game, you know, so that you're making sure your money is working in the most strategic way possible. And that's how you build wealth. So I think the, the first tip is educate yourself. Just learn about credit, learn about what a FICO score is. A lot of people don't understand that you actually have three, three main credit scores from the top three bureaus, which are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Some people only know that, only think that they have one or they're on Credit Karma, which only shows you two of your credit scores when you actually have three. So you could be at a 700, you know, on TransUnion and your Equifax could be 619. You know, so those are things that you want to know. So that would be my first tip, just educating yourself and then recognize that you don't have to live with bad credit. A lot of people feel like, hey, my credit's messed up. I just got to deal with it. No, you don't have to deal with it. You can, you can address your credit yourself. And if you don't understand how to do it, hire a professional and you'll save tons of money instead of paying thousands of dollars off on something and not understanding that even if you had a collections account or a closed account or whatever, and you pay that bill, it's still gonna show it was in collections or that it was a closed account and you might've paid on it, but it's still gonna show up as a negative item on your credit report. So you wanna get that removed. So those are some of the initial tips, just be educated and recognize you don't have to live with it and just make sure that you stay on top of it. That, that, that is very huge. It reminds me like a couple, um, yeah, I want to say a couple of years ago, I got to speak with a um, beautiful young lady, um, Angel Rich, shout out to her. And she wrote the book, History of the Black Dollar. And I remember speaking with her about it. And similar to what you're saying, it's like all these things that Black people thinking we have to live with it or, oh, it's done, it's done kind of mentality. And no, it's, it's not too late. And unfortunately, the history shows that we've kind of made those mistakes, but it's not too late to change that course now and listen right. to people like Ivan and Ivan for real that can help to assist you in getting that under control and better and setting realistic goals. There's no way you can just stack 50,000 in a month and just pay it all off in one sh shot. You, you have to have a plan. You have to be strategic. Absolutely. And why would we want to do that? I think that pop culture has influenced us a little too much where we look at the rapper saying, oh, hey, I dropped $300,000 on a Bentley. Why would you do that? That's stupid. Even if you have the money in your pocket, why would you just want to give away $300,000 like that when you can just finance your car and make timely payments on your vehicle and save hundreds of thousands of dollars that you can still use? Just pay your bills on time. Like, I learned that so, one the hard way. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's, and then we wonder why so many people have gone broke. I mean, we think that it's all about, oh, that person doesn't need credit. I see people all the time on Facebook. What would I rather have? $50,000 or an 850 credit score. And people, and the argument <laughs> that they'll say is that, well, if I get the $50,000, you know, you can pay to get your credit done. But what that shows me is that 
you don't have the discipline to get your credit done in the first place because why would you need to wait to get $50,000 to fix your credit? You can address it now. Yeah. In most cases, you can address it for a few hundred dollars. So, you, so why would you wait? That just shows me that your priorities are messed up. And the reality is you'll save so much money over the span of your life by having good credit if you just address it. And then, hey, maybe you'll get $50,000 later with an 800 Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I just think it's a matter of priorities. And we see that, you know, with, you know, our athletes who can make hundreds of millions of dollars over a career and end up broke because they don't have any financial discipline, no financial education, and they don't have the right people in their corners giving them the right information. They don't understand that, you know, look at COVID-19. No one is really secure. So you can't focus on the money. You have to make sure that you have your foundation stable because trust me, a lot of people, if they had great credit right now and they might have be furloughed or maybe their hours have been cut back, if they had good credit, there's a lot of benefits that they can qualify for. They'd have access to a credit card where maybe they can pay a bill and then just make payments on it so that they can stay afloat until they get back on track. But because of their poor credit, they're just messed up altogether. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you had mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm curious to know, what was that moment for you that made you decide, you know what, I want to educate myself about my finances and really get into that before you decided to share it with everyone else? Yeah, absolutely. So like I mentioned, I have a PR company. So one of my great clients, his name is James Hunt, the celebrity credit guru. He's based in Atlanta as well. And he's worked with a lot of entertainers, a lot of just everyday people. And I saw how, you know, some of our top entertainers, I'm not going to throw out names, yeah. but it could be on the top of the charts and they're living out of an Airbnb because they can't qualify for a home. So people think, hey, they're rich. They don't need credit. No, there's celebrities out there, your favorite celebrity who can't buy their house because their credit is terrible. Yeah. You can have a 400 credit score and be a multimillionaire. And that means that you always have to cough up big money to get every single thing that you want, you know? And when I saw that, that even celebrities, even these multi-multi-millionaires worth $80 million or $100 million are struggling to do things that they want to do. Of course, they're not having the same types of struggles as the average everyday American. But, but they can save a lot more. Right. And, but they have a lot of responsibility. So when, you, when you're putting up millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars into something and your credit is bad, it still has an impact on you. So I just started seeing what was going on and it made me want to look into mine. So then I'm like, hey, I need to address my credit. I want to make sure that my credit is in tip top shape so that anything that I want, I can qualify for because- Well, what really happened, like, yeah. we could like just dig a little deeper because- you know, it's just that, that realness for people because a lot of times they feel like they get fluffy answers or people try to come on social media and act like holier than thou and like, I want them to know there's real people like yourself, right. like your client that have come from yeah. real situations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, um, you know, I deal with it. I, I handle credit for family members. We have. And, and for friends, you know, and their credit is really low. And they didn't understand the importance of credit. I remember I went to Howard University in Washington, DC. I remember being 19 years old, walking around campus and people from representatives from credit card companies walking around trying to get you to sign up for credit cards. So, you know, not really understanding what that meant. 
you know, of course, it's like, hey, yeah, you know, I'll sign up for this. Or you get your little Target card or, you know, at some department store. And it's not even a lot of money. But $50, $60 that you didn't pay back on your card is sitting on your credit report for a couple of years, bringing down your credit score as a closed account or something that's in collections. And you didn't know what it meant at that time. You're like, yeah, it's just $50. I don't need to pay it back, you know, whatever. So that stuff actually haunts you for several years. So lots of people, including myself, had items on my account that might have been five, six, seven years old, you know? And it's like, why do you want to be suffering due to a mistake that you made years ago? You know, there's people, I'll, I'll look at accounts, they have stuff on their accounts from 2011 and it's 2020. You know, so you got to look at that. Right. They're suffering from stuff, mistakes that they made a decade ago, and they just ignore it. They're not addressing it. And they can't make decisions they want to make now, even as more responsible individuals, because of the mistakes that they made. So you want to handle all of that stuff. You you gotta understand, and that's what holds us back as a community, just not understanding the simple things because credit is not complicated. It's just a matter of knowing. Just, just know what a credit score is. Know why it's important. Yeah. You know, so what your credit score tells lenders and creditors is that you're a person that if they lend you money, you're likely to pay it back on time. You're going to pay your bills on time. If it's an $80 bill, they know if your payment is due on the 17th, you're going to pay on the 17th of every month and you're going to be disciplined. So put stuff in your calendar. Mark your bills down, mark the dates for your payments, and just stay on track of it. It really doesn't take that long. And just, that, that's what it takes to really make sure you're good and to make sure that your family's good. And, you know, people that I'm talking to, they had no, they didn't talk about money. You know, it's kind of like, we like to talk about getting the bag, chasing the bag, making the money in our communities, but no one really wants to have. It's like when they say... Oh, um, do you want a million dollars? All right, well, it's all good to have it, but what would you actually do with that million dollars? Right, and if if you're lacking financial literacy, you're not gonna make the smart decision. You're gonna go buy some shoes, you're gonna try to buy you a new car, maybe an Xbox or something like that. And I think we've just gotta get out of that mentality and recognize that what we're doing now, our kids are gonna have to deal with later. What we don't, educate ourselves about we can't educate our kids and it's just going to be a revolving cycle and at this stage when we're seeing everything that's going on in our society so on the social justice front and our lack of access to certain opportunities you want to make sure your kids have access and the only way they're going to get that access is by being educated having the knowledge so that they can demand what they deserve if you're not in a position to to demand anything you're not going to get it you know, at least put yourself in position. So I always tell people, even in my book, position yourself for opportunity. Okay, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And even far too many people, even today, reach out to me, hey, I need my credit fixed. I'm trying to get this next month or I'm trying to close on this. Why would you wait and, and expect me to be a magician in 30, 30 days when it takes a minimum of 30 days for a credit agency and get back to you? And you want to rush when you could have done this last year, knowing that you wanted to try to get a house this year. Everyone wants the quick, the quick fix, the right. quick, quick fix. Yeah, and I think that's that's the problem. You so, what would you, what would you say um, is one of the things that really helps you to like get up in the morning and do the work that you do? Like, what are one of those things that really drive you? 
Yeah, what drives me is my why. You know, I'm one of those individuals where I know what my purpose is. I know what my gifts are. I have come to accept why I'm here on this earth. And I think every person needs to figure out why they are here. We're not just beings on this planet just merely existing. There is a reason that we're here. There's something we're supposed to accomplish. So several years ago, I really delved into like, what am, what am I here for? You know, like, what's my purpose? What am I going to contribute? What am I going to be remembered for? I don't just want to be here and it's like, oh, he lived and he died. Exactly. You know, like, I want to leave my mark on this society. So knowing that I've set out goals for how I want to contribute and impact society, how I want to change lives, um, the type of future that I want for my children, those are the things that drive me each and every day. And until I know that I can comfortably sit back and say, hey, I've accomplished all of that, I'm going to keep working. Exactly. And so I could safely say your kids will probably be one of your whys. Absolutely. My kids are my whys, you know, my family is my why. That's and, and I think that, you know, as a black man, we're, we're frequently told what we can't achieve in this world. As black people, we're frequently told what we can't achieve. So I just believe that it's my duty and my obligation to put my best foot forward. You know, and now that I recognize my gifts and my purpose, it's you have a moral obligation to contribute and to impart your knowledge and wisdom and your experiences onto others. And before that goes out into the world, it has to start at home. So, you know, my kids are my why and, you know, the impact that I want to leave on this earth is my why. How do you how do you feel like as a black man within like the financial space, within the media space, like, how do you feel? How do you maneuver? Like, I want to get a little bit more into the mind, I guess, of Ivan. Like, how do you really maneuver and feel as, like, a Black man with everything going on? And I, I'm sure there's times you try and tell people about their finances, and it's obvious they're not listening to you because of who you are. How do you feel? Like, how does that make you feel and allow you to operate? I mean, well, clearly there's going to be barriers, you know, as much as people want to act like it doesn't exist. We know that there's still racism. We know that there's still prejudices that people hold. But I recognize that that's never going to change. You know, I don't see this perfect utopia. Racism is always going to exist. There's always going to be the haves and the have-nots. I've just made it up in my mind that I'm going to be one of the haves. And I'm trying to motivate other people to recognize that they can become one of the haves as well. You're going to deal with adversity. You just can't accept it as an excuse. I'll tell you, this is a book, one of my favorite books. Uh, well, actually, there's two books I'm going to mention to you that just really changed my life and my whole perspective. One is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is all about mindset and the law of attraction, the law of actualization, you know, and what you think is what your life can materialize into. So I frequently just flood my mind with motivation and positive thoughts about what I can do. So that changed my life. Another book is called Succeeding Against the Odds by John H. Johnson. John H. Johnson, if you don't know, was the founder of Ebony. And he actually had a- I will have to read that one. Yeah, please read that book. Um, he was a mogul. And actually at one point, one of the, the wealthiest people in the United States. I believe and Ebony, yeah. Ebony, yep. The yep. founder of Ebony. For so sure. yeah, he was born in 1918 down in the Mississippi mud, he calls it, like Arkansas, Mississippi. And, you know, he couldn't even go to an integrated school at eighth grade, so he had to move up to Chicago. But he dealt with so much. Imagine, 1918, 
okay? So we're talking like 50 years removed from the Emancipation Proclamation pretty much, you know? And so you can imagine what his family had dealt with and the type of environment that he was involved in, but he had made up in his mind that he was gonna be successful, right? So he became one of the wealthiest people in the United States, grew up in 1918, a black man, faced all kinds of racism, all kinds of discrimination, all types of doubters and naysayers saying what he could not do because it hadn't been done before, all right? Mm -hmm. And so his name actually adorned the School of Communications at Howard University when I attended. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that was reading his book and just being connected in that way and just seeing like, wow, all the things he had to endure, mm -hmm. I don't have any excuse at all not to succeed. If he could do it, considering what he dealt with, I can deal with this little stuff to say nothing. You know what I'm saying? So we can't make excuses. The first chapter in my book is called Blame Yourself. And the next chapter is called Stop Lying to Yourself. And what you I mean by that, right in there. I get right in there. You know what I'm saying? Like it comes off kind of hard, but blame yourself. Meaning, you need to hear it. Right, right. Meaning that you need to take accountability for your current station in life. Some people are, are living in poverty. Some people have gone through all kinds of horrible things, but once you recognize that you have a choice, you have a decision to make, and you, and you own that, I'm here, but I don't have to stay here. You know, that means that you're seizing the power from the source of the pain or the source of the poverty, and you're taking that power, reclaiming that power for yourself. The moment you do that, that's the best thing that could ever happen to you, reclaiming that power and recognizing that you have a say in how your life turns out, all right? And then the other one is stop lying to yourself, like we talked about with the credit. You know if you're not educated. You know if you haven't taken the time to gain the knowledge. You know if you don't know the right people. You know if you're not putting in the work. You know if you're sleeping when you need to be up. You know, you know all of those things. So the moment you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I need to get with it. That's when your life can change. So when I'm looking at all of these things that are transpiring, you know, and I've, I've lived in diverse uh, situations. I've grown up in predominantly white communities and I've lived in predominantly black communities and of course I went to an HBCU. So my experience is well-rounded. I'm bilingual, I speak Spanish, so I'm the type of person where I'm not going to let anything hinder me and I know that there's racism, discrimination, there's people who are going to look at me a certain way, there's even people who are going to be intimidated by seeing a black articulate man who knows what he's talking about and might be more educated than they are. They might not know how to deal with that and might be standoffish just for that reason. But that's not going to stop me from accomplishing my goals. And if I can't empower this white person, I'm going to empower this black person or I'm going to empower this Hispanic person. So they don't stop the show. You know, I'm going to do what I do and I'm, I'm going to do what I came here for regardless. And that's my mindset. So I know that was long-winded hope I answered your question. No, no, you did. I'm just like, I'm, I'm selfishly soaking in game for myself. I soak it up. <laughs> so I'm taking it all in and you're really dropping a lot of gems. So I really hope that everyone watching this will really take in, jot down notes because you're saying a lot of key things that they can go after listening to this by Defy Gravity, educate themselves more and get in contact with you and, and get their lives together. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what we want. I would feel horrible to know, I, I don't have children yet, um, but I would feel horrible to know that I get in this state of life and I leave my family with all that stress and financial burden. No, I wanna leave them with a company that's well 
put it in the ground. I want to leave them with, you know, a great foundation so that they can start somewhere way further than where I got to start and take it way further than I could even imagine. You got to do it. We're already starting hundreds of years behind. You know? And if my friend was listening to me, she would tell me, you are on your way doing it. It is already done. So let me correct myself. <laughs> and I think that that's great. You know, the words we speak to ourselves are so important. And I had to learn that too. Like, oh, you know, I'm hoping to do this or, you know, I want to do No, Don't say that you, you want to do it. Don't say that you hope to do it. Do it. You are doing it. It's done. You know, and those are the types of words that we have. And we need that reinforcement at times. But we have to be cognizant of how we talk to ourselves as well because that plays a role. So I think that's great that your friend did that. There, thank you. And is that something that you're, I know you kind of just stumbled on it to say you kind of are aware of it, but is that something that you really like, what are one of those things that you do every day that you know, like, this is something I got to do for my soul, my self-care and I listen, I, I listen and watch motivational videos and motivational speeches all the time, you know? So, if, you know, we're human. So there's days where we're just not feeling it. I don't care how much of a boss you are. We all have an off day. We all have days where we don't feel motivated. But when I turn on that motivation and I'm listening to, I don't care if it's an Eric Thomas, I don't care if it's a Les Brown or a Tony Robbins or a Gary Vee or a Grant Cardone. Yeah. I'm listening to these people and they get me pumped up. So I might be sweating. I'm like, yo, get your butt up. Let's, let's get going. Let's roll. You know, so that's what I have to do every single day. I start my mornings just listening to motivation and just getting pumped up. Um, sometimes I'll work out, you know, either in the evening or in the day. But I think that taking care of your physical health is just as important. Keeping your energy up and, you know, your mind's a muscle and you got to train your mind just the same way you got to train your body and stay healthy, stay fit. So that's the way that I try to keep myself prepared to take on each and every day. I'm still fighting that battle of the physical part. <laughs> yeah, mind over matter. But I'm getting there. I bought the equipment. It's just to get up and pick it up and use yeah. it. <laughs> the first thing is to start, you know? And that's how, you know, I've always been an athlete and, you know, played sports and things of that nature. I was never really a gym rat like that, right? Yeah, yeah. But I did this 12-week challenge that just kind of changed my life. You know, at the gym, I'm like, man, I keep saying I'm going to get in this great shape and all of this stuff. And so I went into this 12-week challenge. I recognized just how critical your diet is, which is 80% because I'm working out at the gym. And I'm like, I ain't getting no results, really, you know? So, and it was my diet was all off. So, again, that's educating yourself and knowing so that you can change your behavior. But once I picked up those weights and I'm just in there, I started feeling a rush. You know what I'm saying? So the first step is just picking those weights up or getting on that treadmill and just exactly. start. Yeah? Exactly. And then just try to repeat it one time after you start. And then after you do it twice, you know what? I'm going to do it again until it becomes happy, you know? Well, yesterday was supposed to be my day one. I already failed, but I said today can be day one again. Today's going to be it. No, Don't tell me out. It can be different. Today will be different. Today <laughs> will be different. See, at least I'm honest, and today right. will be different. I um, just recently celebrated my birthday less than a week ago, and mm -hmm. um, I'm now in the last year of my 20s, and I've been doing a whole lot, a whole, whole lot of reflection, um, mm -hmm. more, than, more than normal. And I've really been rethinking a lot of things and realizing how important your circle is how important like having those like you said you have your circle of motivational people that you listen to but mm -hmm. applying that circle to 
every aspect of your life, like how just very important that is. Because like I said to um, a family member yesterday, actually, I said, pay attention to the things throughout the day that genuinely make you smile and you genuinely feel good after completing that. And that's what you're going to continue. And that's what you're going to build off of. And I'm like, as usual, as human as we are, we always give advice that we want to give ourselves. So that is something I'm applying to myself starting today. So I know I kind of just mentioned it quick and you probably need a bit more time to like really think, think, but I'm putting you on the spot a bit. What is something that you find outside of the inspirational videos and your kids that make you smile, Ivan, and that you will commit to doing to keep that smile going for yourself? I feel like black men don't really really think about that part. Y'all are just supporting and going. Yeah. What really makes me smile. You know, like- And it's for you, like you. One thing that I've really noticed that I have to get back to is my love for nature, right? I used to get out and explore all the time when I was younger. And then you get so caught up in the rat race and just working and all of that stuff. Sometimes I just have to walk into my backyard and look at the sun shining through the trees and hear the birds chirping. I'm just like, wow, like I need this right now. You know, that makes me smile because that's a reminder right there that the world is connected. You know, and how important just God's basic creations are, you know, the clouds, the sky, you know, the butterfly flying over there, the flower growing over there. And I just have to sometimes just go outside, get a breath of fresh air. And I'm amazed sometimes at how much better I feel by just stepping outside and just breathing in the air and just enjoying nature. So I think that makes me smile. Well, perfect follow-up. Usually I save this question for a little bit closer. Well, we are, um, but this is one of the staple questions we do ask at downtown, and I'd love to know your answer. So you have the four elements, earth, wind, fire, and water. Which element do you resonate with or connects with you the most, and why? Earth, wind, fire, or water? Hmm. I think it can vary sometimes. I'm going to say, uh, let me say earth, and then I'm going to say fire. Okay, why earth, and why did fire come secondary? I mean, because really at the core of who I am, you know, I'm a peaceful, you know, just relaxed, chill person who just wants people to be happy, who just wants to enjoy life. And I just think that, you know, when you think about earth, it's just, you know, the essence of everything. You know, it's a combination of everything. And, you know, I just feel like I have aspects of all of them. So actually, I don't know if that really applies, but when I think of earth, you know, that encompasses the fire, the water, the wind. It does, it does. So I just think all of that really makes up who I am. But when I say fire, it's the passion. And I think sometimes people get caught off guard because I do kind of have, you know, that calm demeanor, very pensive, and things of that nature. And actually, when I was younger, I used to be a bit more lax, you know, a little more complacent. But the more I started to align myself with my goals and my purpose, the passion really started flowing. I think people get taken aback sometimes. I'm a very fiery individual when it comes to things that I'm passionate about, things that I'm committed to. I don't play games with that. So I would definitely I can see that, though. You're fiery in a, in a great way, like in the sense of like, you're motivated, you're on your schedule. 
right. you're taking care of your mind you're taking care of your body like it's I'm a good fiery not I'm like committed, i'm committed <laughs> to excellence you know i'm committed to excellence it's like kobe said in that one oh, i love that i'm committed to excellence i might i might i might take that one <laughs> i like that one a lot i'm committed to excellence absolutely I'm writing that one down so I don't forget it. <laughs> Taking notes. Yes. So in terms of just what you'd want, I know, of course, the parent's going to say, I want the best for my children. Mm-hmm. But what is something that, um, because I did see you posted for National Sons Day, and I love seeing everyone's photos because I love, as I said, I love seeing Black men just embrace their fatherhood. I love that it's becoming more normalized. So keep on doing that and loving your, loving your fatherhood and the experience that it brings and just something that you would attribute if you could really say i really hope my sons take this in life and carry it through what is what attribute or characteristic or just something that you you would say you know i really hope my sons grasp this take this on yeah i hope that my sons grasp um the trait of daring to dream you know i think that that is something that especially even as adults we forget to do remember when you're a kid and you take that blanket out of your room and it's a magic carpet and it's a magic carpet because you say it's a magic carpet you know what i'm saying or you're jacques cousteau diving to the depths of the ocean with the dolphins and the sharks right or you're an astronaut when you're a kid you don't place limits on yourself or your abilities It's just, hey, this is what I want to be. I'm flying. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And then the more we get into adulthood, the concept of what's realistic comes into play, right? This is not a good idea or that's not the safe way to go. That's not realistic. And when we stop dreaming and we fall into this box that society wants to put us into, I want my kids to always dream. If you want to do something, do it. Don't worry about somebody else saying it can't be done because before the Wright brothers, decided to try to make a plane and fly, we wouldn't have airplanes right now. You know what I'm saying? So there's so many things that people just took a risk and they defied the odds. They defied the naysayers and the doubters and they dare to dream. And because people dare to dream, that's why we're experiencing and benefiting from so many different things now. I dared to dream when I started my company, Intrigue Media Group. I dared to dream when I started my company, Credit Savant LLC. I dared to dream when I wrote my book. And I'm daring to dream that I'm going to impact millions of lives around this world. I'm going to build an empire that my kids are going to benefit from so that they don't have to start from the bottom like so many of us do. That's, that's my dream. And I want them to take that trait on, continue to dream, and continue to be curious. Seek information. Seek knowledge. Okay, there's so much out there in too much is people we pigeonhole ourselves and what i will say is typically in the black community lots of times we restrict where we get our information from you know and but right but i am seeing a trend Um, and of course COVID 19 has impacted that to a degree but i'm seeing a trend of black people traveling and exploring the world which i love because it wasn't too long ago where you find people who never left their city or never left their state and when you think of the passport yeah right exactly when you look at this world man there's so many things out there that you don't even know of or that you couldn't even conceive there's people one of your best friends could be halfway across the world right now the husband and your wife can be over there in ghana or in colombia or something you know so i mean those are 
things that I want to inspire my kids to do. Be curious, learn, learn languages, learn different concepts. Of course, there's so many things. Of course, know your history, you know, and take pride in being a black man or a black woman, but also recognize that there's principles that you can learn from greats from different cultures. And I think that when you just become a sponge and you soak all of that in, that's when you can really get the most quality out of your life. I agree, like completely. I spoke with um, YouTuber Jewels on the Run, and when we had spoken, she had recently kind of dissolved her engagement with her partner. And, um, she decided she wasn't going to cry. She wasn't going to go through all that heartbreak mumble jumbo. And right now, she is living in Zimbabwe. Um, we speak ever so often, and um, I love just following her Instagram because in real time, I seen her make that move and really just dare to dream, as you yeah. said. So it's 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 unfortunate that sometimes I feel when some might see things like that, they may respond in jealousy or respond in who does she think she is? But she's just daring to dream, and there's nothing wrong with that because we never know who can be. One of my favorite shows of all time that I still watch on my Android box is Anthony Bourdain. Um, oh, my gosh, I love Man, I used to watch that all the time. Yeah, I ahead. still do. I can never, no, I, I still do. I could probably talk to you about it for, like, I still do. And I still like, oh, Anthony, like, why? But, you know. My dream job back in the day, you know, and, and to see that he's gone. Really? And, yeah, that was, my, that was my dream job. I'm like, man, wouldn't it be great to be, like, the black Anthony Bourdain, just traveling the world, eating all kinds of food, talking and meeting people from all over the world. Like, I'm like, that's the life, you it know? Is. So, you know, I mean, God rest his soul, you know, I hate God rest his soul. But yeah, I was, that really just, you know, amazing show. I loved it. Agreed. No, I agreed. And, and, and that's what I'm getting to, where it's just like, someone look at that, like myself included, and I... I look at Anthony Bourdain, like, and every time I watch him the show, even up to now, I'm like, why? Like, you had everything, all the things that I would want in life, you, you travel and et cetera. But like you said, sometimes, even though we may be seeing things on the service with people, you within your own self have to know your why. Right. Or else you can be doing everything and it's, it's nothing to you because you're still not feeling that. Oh, so I'm happy you said that. And if you don't mind, like, what is your kind of take on that and that aspect of life? Because we would look at Anthony Bourdain and be like, he has everything, but yet still, he he let his depression and you know. Yeah, well, I think that's when it comes to you know really looking out for yourself. You know, I think lots of times. I mean, clearly he had a gift, he had a passion, um, and he was limited. He was. But there was still internal work that he hadn't done on himself, you know, so clearly we know, you know, if you follow Anthony Bourdain, he had a long history of drug abuse or alcoholism. I know that he was dealing with things, I think, in his relationship, yeah. you know, his uh, romantic relationship, all of those things. I don't know the details, yeah. but um, I know that those things can build up and mm -hmm. you can be living and walking in your purpose. But you know, if there's something not right on the inside, you know, it can really just taint everything. And I think we see, you know, nobody's perfect. You know, we see people with extraordinary gifts, you know, and who are doing amazing things. But if you're not healthy in all aspects of your life, the parts that aren't healthy can start to overshadow or pour into what is 
great. You know, and that's why I really, you know, I encourage people. My, my whole thing is the four F's, you know, so it's faith, family, fortune, and finance. No, excuse me, faith, family, fortune, and fitness. There we go. Faith, family, right? fortune, and fitness. Faith, family, fortune, and fitness. I say fortune because it sounds better than finance. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway um, yeah, so it's like spiritually, you have to be healthy, you know, and emotionally and psychologically, you've got to be healthy. You know, if your family life is chaotic, it's going to spill in. I hear a lot of business people and entrepreneurs say, hey, keep your business and personal separate or keep your family life separate from your business. You can't do that. There's no way you can be married or have kids and it never spills over, which is why you see these CEOs and, you know, their, their personal life is in shambles, you know, and eventually everything comes crumbling down, usually by way of a major divorce that, you know, costs millions upon millions of dollars and tarnishes your legacy, might impact your relationship with your kids, things of that nature. So that's also an area that I strive to be very healthy in and that I'm committed to. Then, of course, the fortune, which is making sure that my family is financially stable. They have everything that they need, making sure that I have something to pass down to my kids when I'm long gone. I want my grandkids, my great grandkids to be benefiting from the seeds that I planted here while I'm on this earth. So that is very important to me, which is why I am a big proponent of ownership. You know, starting your own businesses. It's okay to have a job and work for somebody. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh -huh. But even if you are working for a company, I always encourage people to have something that they own. There's nothing like owning your own and being able to pass it down. And that's something nobody can take away from you. And then, of course, there's the fitness, which is taking care of your body. You know, and, you know, we, we have our vices, you know, we like to have the margaritas every once in a while. I do too, you know, eat some tacos, eat a nice juicy burger. Hey, I mean, yeah, I know we burgers for me. Stuff out there. I'm not one of them. I'm sorry, but that's good. Know, yeah. Every once in a while, you know, it's, it's cool to treat yourself, but still be cognizant of the toll that certain types of food and certain things that you're putting in your body can impact you. So I make a point to eat healthy and I might have a cheat meal or something like that. You know, you got to reward yourself. You got to, you don't want to feel like you don't like anything that you're eating. You know what I'm saying? Food is something that, you know, that's a, that's some, that's a pastime of mine. You know, it is a love to me. Yeah. I like to travel. I'm going to eat, you know, I like to eat out. I like to try different food, but you know, I'm committed to my fitness. And I'm 37 years old now. So, I would not have guessed that. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And I want to keep it that way. That's my point. So, yeah. you know, so, good selling point. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to take care of every aspect because, you know, I'm a married man with three kids. Yeah. I'm not exactly. trying to tarnish the legacy that I'm building, you know, by screwing up in my marriage or something like, you know, Bob Johnson or, you know, he, of course we see um, uh, Jeff Bezos, you know, Exactly. Billion. So I mean, granted, he's rich regardless, but I mean, look at but how much money he had to cough up through that divorce. It's like I'm not trying to do that to my legacy. You know what happy I'm saying? Life, happy life. And I mean, I'm in it to win it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really committed to that. Things happen, you know, but that's not something that I'm trying to have happen in my life. So I'm trying to do everything that I can. Make sure my family's good. Make sure that I'm focused on my goals. Make sure that I'm focused on my my fitness and just educating myself about finances and, and doing everything that I can to safeguard my family because things like COVID do take place. Things like recessions do take place. And I want to be in a position where we can weather the storm. 
And that's what it's all about to me. So when we go back to Anthony Bourdain, I just think that he was healthy in certain areas of his life, maybe the areas that matter to the public, but behind the scenes, he didn't have what he needed, you know? And maybe it came to a point where having to put on this face for the, the public and for the fans, for the viewers and the limelight, he was neglecting those critical things that were necessary to keep him afloat. And unfortunately he succumbed to that, so. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, um, I didn't intend for you to get that deep, but I love it. I didn't expect it, but it was a great, it was a friendly, a great surprise because it's very true. I agree with everything you just said and uh, RIP Anthony Verdin, at least we still have the content to enjoy and to just. And it's about understanding your why. So he's exactly. left the legacy and that's the thing, he's gone but you're still gonna remember him. You're still going to take joy in watching him take you around the world on, on the TV screen. You know, exactly. something that he did, so. Um, I wanna know, and this is the last uh, staple question that we do ask here at Downtown Don't Waste No Time with negativity is, what is a recent situation or an overall situation that you feel was negative and you definitely, could have definitely went that way but you ivan found a way to not waste any time with negativity yeah, absolutely it happened like maybe like two days ago <laughs> he's you know, like i got you one <laughs> I mean, typically you know i do pr you know i have a pr company Definitely. deal with influencers and celebrities who you know they're feeling themselves and all of that stuff and the ego gets in the way um of logic and you know sometimes um you know i'm not gonna share all of the details but sometimes pretty much it was a situation of logic yeah very true and sometimes your ego gets in the way of logic and you got to understand the times that we're in and then and then um you know some people believe they're somewhere that they're not at this particular moment and it's my it's my responsibility as a pr mind to strategize for people to forecast for them to advise them on the direction to go they can choose to listen or they cannot but anyway, so I set up these opportunities for this client that this individual just completely flaked on, which uh, jeopardizes my relationships. Yeah. It wastes the time of the other media person who, you know, had the studio and had their team and everybody ready. And um, it was kind of a selfish situation. And I think it was a situation where this individual you know, we're just in this pop culture era where people try to claim to have all of this money. And lots of times what I recognize is money is the root of a lot of issues, especially when it comes to entertainers, because they're never going to admit when they don't have the money. So they're going to try to project some negativity onto you. And But me recognizing that and being a, a veteran in this industry and also being somebody who you know, really protects my peace of mind because that's one thing. Nobody can take that away from you if you, if you safeguard it. So I'm just like, you know what? You know, of course, this is a paying client. So I'm like, clearly, I mean, I like to make my money, but whatever that is, it ain't even worth the money that you're paying. I'll just get another client, you know, which happened, you know, right away. So it's just me recognizing that, um, you know, like I said, it's all, you have control over the type of energy that you have in your life. And you got to protect your energy at all costs. You know, you have energy stealers, you know, that will completely 
wear you down and debilitate you, have you doubting yourself, have you frustrated, have you unfocused, if you allow that to happen, you can't allow that to happen. You gotta recognize that you are in control. You know, of course, God has the final say, but there's certain things, certain actions that you can take. There's a certain mindset that you can adopt to where you don't let certain things impact you. And, um, you know, if you have the right mindset, you can, you can bounce back. You know, I think it's all about mindset. Exactly. I'm on my third list in the Think and Grow Rich, and I'm pretty sure I have like 30,000 more listens to go. But every time I, I, I do the audio version because I like to work while I'm listening to it, and uh, I just learn something new every time. So exactly in the lane of what you're saying, Ivan. And I want to say like huge, huge, huge thank you today for your time. I know you're a very busy man, and thank you for just giving some of your time today to help motivate myself and those that will be watching moving forward. And I want to ask you, where are you, like, how do you feel about people contacting you? And like, what is the best way to get in contact with you? And we want people to buy and support Defy Gravity. Um, tell them the ways that you would like them or they can support you. And yeah. Okay. So one, you can hit me up on Instagram at Ivan the Great. All right, you can visit my website, intriguemediagroup.com. And actually, my phone number is on my website, but that's not something, you gotta visit the website to get the phone number. So hey, if you really wanna contact me, visit my website, um, hit me up on Instagram. Um, you can also find my company, Intrigue Media Group, on Instagram as well. Credit Savant is on there as well, my credit company. So there's a variety of ways you can reach me on Instagram or just visit my website, intrigmediagroup.com. You can get my book, Defy Gravity, Unleashing Your Greatness Within. I'm gonna go ahead and yes, thank you. I just want to see that right there. You know, very motivational book with proven strategies for how you can overcome adversity, overcome self-limiting beliefs, the doubters, the naysayers, and really launch into your ultimate level of personal and professional greatness. So, you know, when we talk about somebody like Anthony Bourdain or whoever, you know, we want to make sure that you're healthy and that you're successful internally so that externally you can also be healthy. So that's what I focus on in that book. So feel free to get that on my website or you can simply go to amazon.com and you can get it. And uh, I look forward to the feedback. It's getting great reception right now. Yes, and I'm looking forward to getting my copy. So I'll be making my order after we're finished this so I can get that. I like to just read and things like along those lines. So suits them perfectly into my reading list. Um, <laughs> is there anything else that I might have missed that you feel like you need the people to hear today, Ivan. I know I, I, I was a bit over time. You guys need to be on time with everything you do, okay? You were trying to be on time. I mean, some conversations are just so deep, you just got to let them ride, you know? You do, but, you know, I, I like to be just honest and transparent with everyone and let you know that I, I more than respect your time so thank you again for this opportunity and being able to speak with you today and everyone thank you for tuning in this has been another week's episode of downtown podcast here with ivan thomas you can find him on social media ivan the great and support support each other learn fix your credit and dare to dream yeah and defy gravity defy gravity that's what it's about all right Downtown. Downtown. Hey.